Hello. Hi, and welcome to Hot Girls. Uh, this week, today, this month, currently, this episode, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to be taking a look at the woman often called the Queen of Afrobeats, an artist who signed her first record deal in 2009. She was the first woman to win Best African Act at the MTV EMAs. She's an artist who, despite all of her success and amazing achievements, recently said, I see myself as a new artist again who is hustling. That is my mentality. I don't walk into a room expecting anyone to know who I am. I'm just here to get a seat at the table. She is the most celebrated female artist from Africa. This episode, we're talking Tiwa Savage. Yes, what a darling. Um, as always, this isn't just a biography. We're looking at the decisions she made in her career and some of the challenges that she would have had to face to get to where she has. So whatever career you're in, there are things which will be applicable. We'll take a look at her journey from backup singer to X Factor contestant. Yeah. To her decision to make music from Nigeria rather than the US or the UK where she grew up. Uh, Tiwa has had such an interesting career and one thing I found to be a particularly poignant takeaway from her journey is the importance of never writing anyone off as having greatness within them, especially yourself. We also have a guest mix this week from DJ Miss M. DJ Miss M is a DJ from Canada who I have been listening to for ages. Um, she has this mix series called Beats in Your Jeep that I always used to listen to in the gym. But we have a specific mix from her today, which is all female artists. So lots of great people to listen to. And I think you'll enjoy it a lot. For rights reasons, we cannot play music on certain channels. So if you're listening to this podcast on Apple, Spotify or a similar streaming platform, you will need to go to SoundCloud to listen to the mixes. Sorry about that. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Okay, Afrobeats, let's go. Ladies, gentlemen. Listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex on the deck. We in the mix. It's fire. Keep it going. We are fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. Okay, the first thing I'm going to tell you about Tiwa Savage is that one of her favorite quotes is the following. And I think that's important. I think I'm telling you this up front because I think it sets a tone for who she is as a person that kind of underlies all the decisions she's made. You can never leave footprints that last if you're always walking on tiptoe. So be bold is what Tiwa is saying and do you. Okay, so early life. So she was born and raised in Lagos, Nigeria, um, but she moved to London in the UK age 11 for secondary school for education, basically. She played the trombone and she had some signs of early success as a backing vocalist, but her parents were keen for her to do something sensible and get the best possible qualifications. A conversation I'm sure many of you have had at some point. Uh, so it's very relatable, I think, for so many of us. So for Tiwa, she decided to get a degree in accountancy and went to the University of Kent. She respected her parents' advice on that on that front. She then got a job in a bank, uh, which she did for a couple of years, but music and the dream of being an artist stayed with her. So... After she kind of done this for a couple of years, had her qualifications, she sort of said, look, this is not for me, but I've always got it to, to, as a backup. And she went to study at Berkeley and got a diploma in professional music. Uh, so she went and got more music qualifications uh, before actually pursuing it as a career. She then graduated in 2007, but before she actually graduated from Berkeley, she auditioned for none other than The X Factor. I'm trying to think what's so there's Britain's Got Talent and it basically it was the there was pop stars was the first 
big talent show and then it was the X Factor. I don't honestly know if it's still running. So sorry, my bad. I don't watch TV. Yeah, but in 2016, the videos of her are still on YouTube. So she was in Sharon Osbourne's group and she made it to the judges' houses stage, but not through to the live shows. So the year Tiwa didn't get through the X Factor, it was actually won by Leona Lewis. So arguably one of the few memorable winners. what it's all about you got the whole package i think so it was not so bad it's not like it would have been like you know one of the other names that have slipped by the wayside it was a good winner but but yeah tiwa didn't even make it to the live shows so that shows you it's not like success just was hannah turner on a plate just a quote from her on her background and her decision to go into a candidacy she said i really wanted to go into music from the beginning but my african parents were like nope that's a hobby even though I wanted to make a career of it. And they made me study something more traditional, specifically business and accounts. And I'm very thankful to them because I see how much it helps me understand the business side of music. So there you go. There are benefits to everything. Also, what a great example of how a crushing defeat can lead to a greater victory later on. As you'll see as I go on, her career has become so much bigger and so much more important than it ever really probably would have been had she won the X Factor that year. Um, so, so, yeah, there you go. That might be the same for you. So, two years after graduating from Berkeley, Tiwa signed her first contract with a record label. The label was Sony, so big label, but she wasn't actually signed as an artist. She was signed as a songwriter. And uh, she wrote for a lot of artists that may make you flashbacks. So she wrote for Cat Luna. People remember her song like, Wine Up. She also wrote for Maya and Fantasia. And she was actually Grammy-nominated as a writer, so, like, big. And from listening to interviews with her, she didn't hate this experience. She was enjoying writing, but it just was not the dream. She wanted to be an artist in her own right, the name and the picture on the album cover, not just kind of buried somewhere in the credits. And she was also uh, doing backing vocals, but same thing. It just wasn't really doing it for her. So knowing that she felt this way, she made a decision along with her manager in 2011 so nearly 10 years ago, to move back to Nigeria and develop her sound alongside the cultural influencers over there. So she decided basically to work towards being a Nigerian artist rather than an American writer and support, support basically. I think it's important to say this decision was not just about being in the spotlight, but it was also about the music that was coming out of Africa that was really exciting to you at that time. Yeah, she was into it. She wanted to be part of it. So once in Nigeria, her career actually moved fairly quickly, but she was definitely putting the petrol in the engine, so to speak. She co-hosted a series of Nigerian Idol, which helped raise her profile, but she also released her first proper hit, which was Kele Kele. Kele Kele is like a really fun um, Afro pop song. You can enjoy it in a club, but also in your car or like prancing about your bedroom. It's that kind of vibe. Tim Westwood actually said it's his favourite Tiwa song and it's nearly 10 years old now. So that's how catchy it is. Tim Westwood approved. The most important thing about that song, I think, listening to the verses from what I can hear from her earlier stuff, is how African music had allowed her to find her authentic voice. And that voice was so much more interesting than what she'd been playing around with before. So on The X Factor, they obviously always make people do really naff songs. But her song was Mariah Carey's Hero, which is like super naff. 
and and listening to the song she wrote and again obviously the writing is only a part of the process it involves a lot of other people but i wouldn't say they're distinguishable they don't have a real specific sound like she developed when she moved back to nigeria so she became basically special when she evolved from being just a r&b artist to an afrobeats artist to something that was more authentic to her and she credits uh, Fela Kuti as being one of the biggest influences on her and for setting the tone for all African artists to follow in their lyrics and sound. The next four or five years really were focused on her success and her profile as a pop star in Africa. So you'll see how she, uh, from this point, she had perhaps a more typical pop star journey of conquer your home country fully and then start to look at entering the global stage. This is a decision that artists make. Uh, some resonate better in other markets. so They try and kind of go global straight away. Whereas most tend to conquer the home turf. So like if you're in London, conquer London, then conquer the border UK, and then maybe a few years down the line, look to go abroad. That's more common. You would look at someone like One Direction who were bigger in America than the UK pretty much from straight away. But your ability to actually do that relies on A, your sound and which countries are ready to embrace that. Like, you know, grime famously has not taken off in the States, but it has taken off in other European countries. But also, who's backing you from a network perspective? So if you've got Simon Cowell or a global music exec who has a financial incentive to launch you globally, you'll probably do a lot better in those markets. But most artists do not have that. They have to rely on their music. Tiwa's global fame started to show promise really in 2016 uh, when it was announced. So she'd been making music that was selling well in Africa around this time. And she was growing her presence and appearing at festivals and all that kind of thing. But in 2016, it was announced she was the first Nigerian artist to sign a deal with Rock Nation, which is a label founded by, I don't know if you guys know, there's a guy called Jay-Z. He's kind of a big player in the music industry. So yeah, she, she made links. Her debut EP which stands for Extended Play Records, so it's basically a few songs, uh, more than a single, but not quite an album, was released in 2017, and it featured Malik Berry and Wizkid, both probably bigger names than Tiwa at this point, so um, good people for her to be collaborating with to help generate a bit of that fame, but also, crucially, Afrobeats artists. That that was the focus. She released this 10 years after graduating with her music degree. So at this point, she was 37 when she released her first proper EP. Like, she was no Selena Gomez child star. She is the biggest she's ever been right now, and she's about 39. And probably there's a lot of people listening who'd never heard of Tiwa Savage before now and will now start to hear about her. Now she's on your radar. So whilst I am a big believer that age is so irrelevant in so many ways in terms of your success and access to opportunities, I'm making that point because I think it's important to inspire other people. And she doesn't necessarily look that old. I thought she was a lot younger looking at her. It's only like from doing this research that I know that. So yeah, you don't have to be 22. Her EP is more global sounding anyway. And I think it told the world that Tiwa Savage was ready to go global and to be chart topping in, in other countries as well. So I mentioned earlier that Tiwa had signed a deal with Rock Nation a few years ago. Well, she obviously stayed on the radar of that power couple. And uh, she was one of the artists Beyonce chose to work with on the Lion King album, The Gift, which came out last year. Tiwa sings Keys to the Kingdom, which also features Mr. Easy. The soundtrack is a love letter to Africa, and I wanted to make sure we found the best talent from Africa and not just, you know, use some of the sounds and did my interpretation of it. I wanted it to be authentic to what is beautiful about the music in Africa. The album is really important for Afrobeats and African music because. Even though I would say Afrobeats is mainstream and very popular now, 
You know, like even if you hadn't heard of Tiwa, uh, Savage, you've probably heard of Wizkid, Burner Boy. Artists like Beyonce, it's, you can't really, that scale of her audience is so huge. And for her to really put a stamp out there and say, this is the music that's that's next, this is the next thing for me is um, is is very, very powerful. So for an artist like Tiwa, who made that decision to be an Afrobeats artist, she's been making that music for seven, eight years now, with it simmering, essentially. And now, you know, last year, it really is like blown up into being just very mainstream. And the growth of that genre is now carrying her into the spotlight that she's in. So it's it's an amazing part of her journey that she could not have planned for. You can't plan for the success of a genre um, by attaching yourself to it. But you can choose to do something that's authentic to you and pursue it and great if that comes out of it. Uh, first of all, she's talented and like she's a very, very talented person. Mm. And she's hard working as well. Mm. And like in a male dominated like industry, like for a female to be doing real good, she has to like work two times harder. So like, mm. she she's doing very well for herself, man. That's yeah. why I respect I respect her craft, I respect her as a person. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and um yeah, we, we have a we have a nice relationship, like a f- great friendship. Nice. So lessons from Tiwa Savage then. Um I would say one is that you can peak at any age and she is someone who has gone from strength to strength and that is what a blessing as a career. Like who wants to peak really young and then kind of fall off? She's been able to get better and better as an artist but also get more and more exposure. So that's amazing and get better at writing songs and performing. I would also say carve your own path is an important one. No one could have, you know, a lot of people would have told her that her decisions along the way were not the best decisions for her career but she made them for herself and she just put the right energy behind each one of those things as an artist I think she's another example of someone who's really created and crafted their own sound and focused on that so focused on the music if you do not have parents in the music industry or you do not have those kind of connections or you aren't just launched on talent show your music is the only thing that's really going to connect with people you you need it needs to resonate and it needs to be distinctive and she knew that and she, and she worked on that Tiwa left working with big names like Whitney Houston and, you know, Catalina might not be a big name now, but she was then. And producers like Red One, you know, she left those behind to do things the way that she wanted to do and also to celebrate her own heritage and and the music that was coming out of the place that she was from. She did live there until she was sort of 10, 11. So that was that was her doing what was right for her and it's paid absolute dividends. And I think whilst she's achieved so much... I think what's going to come from her over the next year or two, you know, because she's not all over the UK charts, for example. I think in the UK, we're going to start to see a lot more of her. And uh, I, for one, I'm looking forward to it because Afrobeats is is dreamy. We love it. So thank you, T.Y. Savage, for everything you have done, for your amazing music and for your soul and your heart. And keep creating and we will keep listening. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could give us a like, comment or subscribe on iTunes because it really helps with uh, getting found. And also uh, we have a playlist on Spotify, which is called Hot Girls, just to keep it simple for you, where you can listen and discover new artists. Um, Thanks very much for listening, everyone, and have the most magical week.